Welcome back. Today I want to talk about Yoshitaka Amano. Uh, Amano-sensei has always had a peculiar art style, for lack of a better word. He has long been known for drawing uh, men with very feminine-looking faces. Uh, and a lot of people actually accuse him that the faces on his men and his women uh, look the same. And some of you might might think that to a large extent, I, I see it. I, I mean, he does try to make his jawlines on his men a little um, squarer, but not heavily so. It's kind of a true statement. Uh, his, his figures do look largely feminine in their faces. Uh, he still does a pretty decent job of per making the figures themselves, uh, the actual bodies, look decently uh, male or female. But what Amano-sensei is really known for is his wonderful use of vibrant colors. His control over negative space and composition. I don't remember the first time that I saw an art piece by Yoshitaka Amano. Very likely when I was playing Final Fantasy VI and the portraits that are in-game on the original Super Nintendo version are portraits that were drawn by Yoshitaka Amano. So that kind of got me curious. Uh, for example, Tara looked like she had green hair and I was really captivated by the appearance of Locke and I, I loved Final Fantasy VI. Uh, but that, that game then followed by Final Fantasy VII, really got me digging in to the artwork of Final Fantasy. Usually when I take an interest in something, the artwork is the first place that I go to start learning more about it. I, I mean, you can read lore. We actually live in an amazing time where if you want to know the lore about something, you could literally just go on YouTube and be like, lore of game name, lore of movie, lore of book name. And you'll find fans who will go in depth about the lore of whatever it is you're interested. But at the time, uh, when I was younger, those weren't options. And so for me, I it, the internet was still pretty new at that point. So I remember, I didn't know his name. I simply Googled, I don't even remember if it was Google, uh... What would it have been? I remember I was using the Netscape browser. Uh, dates myself a little bit. <laughs> and um, I don't remember what search engine it was. I used I know I used to use one called Alta Vista. And I know Yahoo was a fairly popular one early on. I don't remember when Google came around. But the point is, I, I did a web search for Final Fantasy Artist. And it... I actually didn't find the result I was looking for the uh, first time. I, I played Final Fantasy VI late. Seven uh, had already come out by the time that I played VI. <coughs> uh, but before eight, I'm kind of writing that interim in. The Final Fantasy artwork done in seven is done by uh, Nomura, Tetsuya Nomura. And so that that was honestly the first artwork that popped up when I searched because he was very popular at the time. And so 
I remember going home feeling slightly disappointed when I went home from the library because that's where I was looking it up. Uh, we didn't have internet at home at the time. And I was eager to go back. Next time I did a search for Final Fantasy VI artist and that's when I discovered Amano Sensei. I remember sitting there looking at different pieces of his art and just being blown away. I, I don't remember how old I was. I had to be like somewhere between 12 and 14. It was right around right around when I was 14 I think we finally got internet uh, in my parents house. Good old dial-up. <laughs> I have some dial-up adventure stories I can share at a later point as well. But yeah, I, I printed out a couple pieces and took them home and just loved looking at those things. Amusingly, I didn't actually start studying uh, Amano Sensei's art at that point. I just thought it was beautiful to look at. I thought it was incredible. But my mind, when I looked at it, it was so far removed from the kind of work that he was doing that I took one look and was like, I will never be able to do something like that. Uh, glad to report that I'm a lot closer than I used to be, considerably closer. Uh, I, I actually have an Instagram account called US Amano. No, not trying to steal his name per se, rather I use it as a wish. It, it, it's a wish that someday and a hope that I might create wonderful masterpieces like he does and be as influential. Uh, and so I started using the name Amano in various places, or if it was taken, U.S. Amano. In one of my first YouTube videos that I created, I talked about chasing after Amano Sensei. I, I think it, for me, there are plenty of artists who have influenced my style, but there are none who impacted the way I think about art, at least when I was growing up, the way that Yoshitaka Amano did. Because I, I loved comic book art, and he was not a comic book artist. He did, like, book covers and character designs and, like, fantasy landscapes and not the stuff you would find in comic books. His art opened my mind to a whole new area that I hadn't discovered really yet, that I hadn't really spent much time with. But, ah, oh, it's so hard to describe how it made me feel and how it still makes me feel. I've actually got, my, my wife got me for Christmas this last year, some Yoshitaka Amano stickers. I stuck uh, two on the back of my iPad and two on the side of a previously almost stickerless uh, desktop tower, uh, computer desktop, because I, um, I, I like having it where I can see it. I've got myself a couple art books actually probably like four or five art books by this point by Amano Sensei and I just I, I'm a big fan when I study his artwork now I study his line work because it shows it lines are all about communicating where shapes are uh, when we draw and this is a little bit me getting on my art teacher box for a moment art is not about lines art is about shapes Lines exist to tell you where shapes 
r. So if I draw four lines to make a square, the, the lines are not the square. It's the space inside of the lines that are the square. The lines are just telling you the square is there. Uh, if I draw a really big square, the lines tell you how large that square is. Or if I draw a tiny one, it tells you how small that, that area mm -hmm. is. So I, um, I studied his line work because I wanted to understand how he was building shapes, how he was filling them. He, he often colors without using line work. He'll just fill in blacks and like reds and golds and just chunks them in where he wants them. You'll see that in a lot of painting that um, they don't use lines. They simply chunk the color in where they want it. They make sure that the, co the sh color shape has a soft edge where it needs it and a hard edge where it needs that. When you look at the world around you, um, I mean, you look at your own hand, there's no lines around it. There's no, like, thick black or brown or gray lines around it. It's skin-colored, whatever your color your skin is, and um, just different bits of color that tell you what your hand looks like and where it is. So Amano-sensei had this wonderful way of composing his colors and I have found I struggle to color things normally because when I started learning how to color especially digitally all I wanted to do was color like Yoshitaka Amano and so I, I kind of landed somewhere in the middle some of my colors are a little more vibrant and e extravagant like his are and yet I try to pull back towards what you might consider normal comic book art. So I land somewhere in the middle. But I've always kind of landed somewhere in the middle between uh, more Japanese artworks and <coughs> like uh, American or European ones. I, that's just kind of where that's like that's where I like to call home in terms of my, my personal art development. It's where I'm comfortable and then I will stretch out from there a little bit. But if you're not familiar with Yoshitaka Amano, I very strongly recommend just doing a Google search. You will find plenty of image results showing Amano Sensei's artwork. Uh, thanks for spending some time with me. I look forward to visiting, visiting with you again next time.